thanks for listening. Today I am talking with my friend Britt Reno, and um, yeah, this has started as an astrology podcast, but inevitably got into weirder territory, and I get a lot of questions about witchcraft and miscellaneous things, um, so I wanted to include my friend Britt in kind of a conversation about how to delve into those things, because I didn't just want to give my own perspective. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we're doing today, and the funny thing about our friendship, I feel like, is that even though we entertain a lot of the same things, I feel like our paths, like, meet in the middle, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, so I'm like, this this is going to be like a balanced, hopefully, conversation. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, well, we've been friends for a long time online, and then we finally met in real life, so. The hot yeah, topic days. <laughs> okay, um, so everybody's like, how do you get started? And it's so different now than it was when we were babies. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we have... Lord Google and the internet, and also it's just, like, socially acceptable <laughs> now to be weird or to be, I don't know, quote-unquote a witch or whatever. Yeah, back, back in my day, you hid that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a conversation with one my friend Zacchaeus when we did that thing on Instagram about the craft movie, and he was like, he said something along the lines of, like, man, leave a little room for mystery. And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like, I don't know, our path, there's a reason why we're called a craft. You need to be constantly learning and have some mystery in life. Like, you don't need to know every fucking thing at once. I'm going to cuss a lot, by the way. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if children listen to this. I doubt it. But if they do, it's I fine. They hear worse things at school. Um, no, <laughs> so, in, it, like, brief, brief uh, summary of, like, how I got started, and then you can talk about yours, like, you know, I feel like every little girl, especially, has, like, a fascination with stuff like that. Like, at some point, when you're little, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, magic, and fairies, and... <laughs> potions <laughs> so I think that part of it is very just like true for most people unless you grew up in maybe like a really conservative household which thankfully I didn't but um you know pre-google days it was like I think I just stumbled upon things a little bit through like pop culture because that was like the satanic panic era so movies like the craft um, movies like, did you ever watch The Mists of Avalon? Yes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and the Tenth Kingdom, like, all that shit, dude. Yeah, so, like, that, that essentially was, like, what I remember, other than just reading books, was, like, oh, you know, this idea of, like, witches, and I never thought the witches were bad, even in movies where they were supposed to be. I was like, oh, I'm sure she had her reasons. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so then, so then I would just, like, find books with the public library back when people did that, and 
did like did little rituals with my cousin and you know that was sort of it and it didn't I, I to be fair I don't think it got like real until I was in my 20s probably but it wasn't like it is now where you can just like google like how to do a whatever spell yeah I was actually doing that this morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> bless the internet so what was your um <laughs> What was your introduction? Because I know your family is largely Catholic, right? Yeah, they're, like, Catholic, and uh, a lot of the women were actually closet witches, but you could, like, kind of tell in their weird ways. Um, mm -hmm. And then my uncle was very out of the broom closet, and he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so I think some weird combinations of that started leading me to wanting to explore witchcraft mm -hmm. and um just my family being like um from scotland and russia i i couldn't find anything on russian folklore back in the day mm -hmm. now every kid can um i started with a lot of druid things like I would go get like the books of Merlin and um like Celtic herbal books things like that and that's what I gravitated towards first mm -hmm. and then I did start um gravitating towards the voodoo section because it was almost like forbidden back then so I just like I, I just I wanted to know everything so I would buy whatever books I could with my um Dairy Queen money yeah <laughs> yeah um, I feel, I feel like the information, it's like, um, because it's so readily accessible now, which is good, there's also a lot more crap. Yes. And that almost makes it harder because, like, I remember going, we have Atlantis here where I live, like the little metaphysics store, and you used to be able to go in and find, like, really interesting... I wouldn't necessarily say rare, but, like, like good material. Yeah, and there's... Now there's just a lot of crap out there, or just, like, here, buy this book with a pretty cover, but there's so much crap in it. But mm -hmm. there, there is also, like, a lot of good books. I mean, you see how excited I get in um, the store, <laughs> Books a Million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, like, in a way, our generation lucked out in that there was, like, there weren't many publishing houses that that released material like that, and so because there were less uh, gateways, if you will, to that, then the material, like, the people working there would actually comb through material and verify it and, like, get trusted sources, whereas now it's like, oh, if you have a YouTube channel with X amount of followers, you can be, you can write a witchcraft book, even though you're only 20. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I know that I sounds mean, elitist, like, but... <laughs> it, yeah, my thing is, is, like, okay, in my industry, you know, I'm, I'm a hairdresser, and there's so many people that want to run before they can walk, and it's like, you need to learn the basics and you need to keep practicing and doing, and I've been doing it for 10 years and I'm just now starting to feel confident with my skills. And that's, that's any craft. It's, it's a journey and I don't understand this like rushing in any of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's like, 
very indicative too of our culture generally it's like instant gratification and I think the the craft aspect of it gets glossed over a lot and people don't realize like like any skill you know it is a skill it's a skill set it's a practice which means you have to do it a lot (laughs) not yeah and you have to do like the work yeah like not that it's like it rules your entire life because that's also I've seen people go in that direction and it's like completely imbalanced but like you you have to take appropriate measured steps you can't jump straight to I mean not that it ever ends or there's maybe certain some kind of pinnacle of it because I I don't feel like anybody especially now like if anybody says they've reached the end, I, I automatically am wary of anything they have to say. Because I'm like, it's it's an evolution. But um, I feel like the point, the point of it, at least from my perspective, is like the path of like maturation and development of yourself. Yeah, like, I mean, it's... It's, it's a life journey and a life path, and that's, like, I, I just, I don't really like the whole, oh, I'm a master of this, or, like, it's, okay, you're very skilled, or you're not, and you're continuing your journey. There There is no end, and if you really think that you've learned all that there is to learn, then you kind of just need to hang it up, because it's, like, it, it's a continuation of learning. Yeah. Yeah, I... And I feel like, honestly, the people that are the best at it, at well, at a lot of things, but, like, specifically with occult things, like, the best astrologers or the best, you know, teachers within that realm of, like, witchcraft and stuff, aren't the people that get the most press, and they also don't seem to be, like, clamoring for that attention. They kind of just do their thing, and it's, like, the people who know, know. Yeah. And I mean, there are a few, like, I guess, Instagram famous um, astrologers that I really do like, and they're usually spot on, but they're very, um, they're very human in what they do, and they don't have that egotistical rock star attitude, but then there's ones that they just have um, that ego, and I think I've said previously that, like, in my family, you don't really charge for, like, healing or helping, And people who are charging, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars um, usually are the scammers, and you don't really see results with them. And this year is really revealing all of that, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, Jupiter and Capricorn, I was like, ooh, false prophets, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, us uh, Capricorns take no shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that, like, again... Like, the culture of now is very aesthetic-driven. Not that there's anything wrong with having good aesthetics. Like, of course, that's important, too. But I think sometimes there's this disconnect between the Internet and reality where people, especially younger people who are more influenced by these things, like, they see somebody with that has, like, a pretty page or somebody that has a lot of followers not realizing, like, you can literally buy followers like you can buy tons of bots to just follow you and boost your numbers 
Well, and most people that think like altars are like immaculate or that everything looks like a constant photo shoot, I think, you know, you do need a reality check because that's not life. And life isn't perfect. Like my altar itself is not perfect and never has been. And I think a lot of witches go through the imposter syndrome because of Instagram now. And they're like, oh, everything has to be perfect. Oh, I have to have this perfect looking cauldron. And, you know, just, oh, my candles need to be super bougie and expensive. And it's like, no, dude, just just go to the witch store and go get some $2 chime candles and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have a witch store, I mean, you can use birthday candles. <laughs> like, that's what I yeah. tell people. I'm like, I mean, a candle is a candle, honey. <laughs> I, I like that meme where it's like the older witch dusts off the Cheeto dust and says, all right, motherfuckers, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I am now. I'm like, dude, I have my little chalice of water and a candle. We're good to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so with that in mind, cause I was thinking about that earlier with like the notion of having tools. And so I think, I think most of this comes there's like variations of it in each branch of, of witchcraft or magic or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think like the, the, like Gerald Gardner, like chalice, athame, um, <laughs> pinnacle. And then what's the other thing I'm forgetting? <laughs> it's like a feather or something or a wand, yeah, a wand. wand. Yeah. So like representing the elements in your ritual, which I think, like, for beginners, that's good because it's very literal. Like, you see it, and then you look at it, and you're like, okay, water's here, fire's here. But I think, like, in at least in my experience, like, you outgrow that. Like, those tools are nice to start because it's like, you can see it, but once you get comfortable, you don't need all these things anymore. Yeah, I mean, the power of a meditation ritual is, um, I think, really great because you can visualize everything and you can even, like, imagine your altar if you need to. Because, like, what if you're in a situation where, like, you absolutely cannot have um, these things showing because, like, a family situation and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you are hardcore into ritual and showing off and things like that, I don't think that's a problem but I do agree as you get older in the craft you're going to find that you have to have these things less and less and sometimes like I just want to light a candle and meditate and speak with who I need to speak with and I don't get super show-offy but when I was like you know a teener in my early 20s I had the velvet cloak Mm -hmm. I had the wand I had everything and I was like super ritual ceremony party express and it was just like as I got older it got ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and I think that's like something that comes with time and again like that notion of like self-development and maturation and realizing like okay I don't need these things I mean it's fun and I get it like it is it's pretty it does help you get in that mindset but it's almost like flexing a muscle or like learn anything you learn like riding a bike like you those things can be seen as training wheels like it helps you get into that state of mind but then once you know what that feels like 
you can do it without anything. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, going to the horror movie aspect, when I'm watching witches do these, like, super bougie ceremonies, I'm just laughing my ass off. But when I watch the craft, and they're out at the beach, and like, you just see all these little knickknacks that they're gathering to do their ritual, like, I I like that more, because it's your gathering and being primal with that, and I think that's more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that depends, too, on, like, the, again, like, the type, the types of magic. So, like, serious, like, high magic is different than, like, Wicca, or, which, I guess, I think in the craft they're mostly doing, like, like, Wicca-ish stuff, but they do invoke <laughs> a Celtic deity, so... Yeah, it was a little mishmash or whatever the fuck they were doing. <laughs> Very 90s witchcraft. Which, okay, it so was. so that's a good thing to talk about, too. But I do want to come back to the meditation thing because I always stress that and people get a little butthurt. But I'm like, you have to fucking meditate. But... <laughs> um, so, the... Oh, my God. Wow, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> 90s witchcraft oh okay so yeah so what like what people who who you know and I'm not saying this in any kind of like elitist way like people who don't know much about witchcraft actually have the very like gardener wicca interpretation of it and they think that it's either that or it's like oh you worship the devil um and that's, that's just, like, a lack of knowledge of history. So even, like, the, the Gardarian stuff, which is what most people are familiar with, is that is a mishmash of, like, folk customs and and a little bit of, like, Druidry sprinkled in and goddess worship, although they do, I think, traditionally use, like, the Lord and the Lady or whatever. Um, but, like, that's... That's still, like, a rebranded thing. That's not necessarily what it actually is, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, and my problems with it, too, is that dude is telling women what they can and can't do with their practice, and then it translates into um, a lot of younger witches, I've noticed. Um, And, yeah, a few elders going, oh, don't hex, or oh, threefold law, and I'm like, dude, that's not how I practice and you're not going to tell me how to practice. And it also, um, to me is almost violent towards those in the hoodoo and voodoo community and people who practice, you know, African spirituality because telling them what to do is unacceptable as well. So it's like, I, I, I just have weird feelings with Wicca. Like I've met a lot of people who are really cool about it. And then I've met people who are, like, very, like, controlling and, like, down-talk everybody. They'll throw Satanists under the bus. They'll tell you how you can and can't practice. And, like, I just, I kind of stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, that was, like, the gateway, definitely in the 90s. Because, but I, and I wonder how much of it, I don't know that many Wiccans, to be honest. Um, but I, I feel like they... The whole three threefold law and all that almost feels like they're well, first of all, it's a rejection of shadow 
And for people who don't know, the threefold law is just like whatever you do comes back times three, which is meant as an incentive to not like curse or hex people. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like part of that was also a branding choice of like, see, we're not bad. Whatever, you know, bad is also a relative term, but like, um, but yeah, I, I can see like almost the Christian tilt in that way of people who follow that really closely and are militant about it. It's like, it's, you know, it is religious in a certain sense, but they can be very dogmatic about certain things and it's like a purity test or something. Yeah, and that, that, like, militant witches and stuff like that, it actually really bothers me, and it bothers me when people won't do their shadow work or admit that, um, you know, they are being toxic. I actually post a lot about toxic positivity, and it's like, you need to address your shadow self because everybody has, like, their bad habits and bad thoughts, and they do toxic things that they need to work on. Like, nobody is perfect Mm -hmm. yeah integration is a big thing and I feel like that's another thing that comes up with um jumping into things like this or learning things like this is you are whether you want to or not you're going to end up doing shadow work because you know this theory of enlightenment is like you know you're reaching towards the light and there's this emphasis on like going upwards to where quote unquote the good is and it's like well the higher you go in that direction the higher you're pulling all that shit you've hidden out yeah and that's where you see like a lot of people that get into it and then become shitty because it's like pulling out all their shadows all their ego all their you know and I don't think ego is 100% bad but you know like just that whole like ooh look at me I'm powerful it's like um, okay. You shouldn't have to <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, like, when people ask about shadow work, and that was one of the questions I got, it was like, you know, what's your suggestion for beginner shadow work? And in all honesty, I want to be like, go to therapy. Yeah. Like, therapy. Like, like, therapy. <laughs> therapy is shadow work, and it's, and, it's good to have someone help you with it because, I mean, it can be dangerous. Like, if you're, yeah. not, if you're not ready to face your shit and you do some kind of ritual to summon something dark, you know, and I don't mean dark as in bad, but just like a different force, a primal force or chaotic force, that's going to pull all of that out of you. And if you don't have a handle on that, then it's going to, shit's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And therapists are going to give you the really good tools on how to deal with that. And you can start your journey of doing your own shadow work. Like, you know, even if you just start out very small and start journaling, mm-hmm. um, that in itself is magic because words are magic and you're kind of like purging yourself and forgiving yourself Mm -hmm. for anything like bad and dark you're bringing up. Yeah. Like journal practice is, I mean, I think it's good for anybody, but especially in this, like it's being able to like, like you said, take it out of just the mental realm and put it on paper and then see it. And it's almost like an emptying out or an unburdening. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, like, I, I definitely always say do journal work, and there's even somebody that um, I adore him. Uh, his name's Miguel, and he runs Project Cosmos, and he does um, monthly journal prompts and makes books that surround the astrological signs so he gets you ready for every season and he'll ask you like what are your good habits for this month what are you going to try and let go for this month and he'll just keep doing prompts that kind of help you explore what's going on with your mental health for the month what directions do you want to go in for the month and it's he does he does really amazing journals for people so that's another good little tiny thing to start out with Mm mm-hmm and and then going into like the meditation thing it's like the you know the goal meditation is like any other tool any of these tools can be used properly or you know how they're used is just a reflection of the person using them so meditation can of course be used for just like escapism like any other thing people who sit down and they're like I'm gonna meditate to you know connect with what, you know, I don't know, just like fantasies, basically. Um, and I get that, but it's also like you're not evolving. You're, you're bypassing the work. And a true meditation practice is really just about, like, watching the nature of your mind. Yeah, and seeing where your mind's wandering. And that, to me, also helps with, like, okay, if I can't stop thinking about this, this is something that I need to fix or work on. And, you know, doing meditation practices where you're imagining bad things drifting away or imagining that you're being handed a very fat check, those kinds of things can help too. But I really like to just sit in the morning and just let my mind wander. And if it's kind of wandering on things where, like, you know, if somebody got into a fight with me and I'm like okay I really don't want to lose my friend how do I fix this and if I keep wandering over and over to that same issue I'm like okay what can I do to fix this Mm -hmm. and then it just like slows the frenzy and so a lot of like you know notions of magic or if anything can be broken down into like this relationship between order and chaos. And so mm-hmm. life life is always both of these things, but when you come to meditation it's like I'm trying to establish order within myself because there is chaos either internally or externally. And so you're trying to just like get it together. I mean essentially, and you don't get it together by like like you said, envisioning things falling away, it's not the same, that's not the same as doing, like, a cord cutting or something. It's, like, honestly, just being able to sit still and and just, like, be with yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then that moves, moves into, like, how you build an intention, which is, in the, like, the will, like, all of that is important and magic and... and spell work and stuff it's like if you can't focus for five minutes you don't have enough concentration you don't have enough mental order or energetic order to like make anything happen yeah that all goes to like mindfulness you know it makes me so sad when people are like I can't meditate I have ADHD or I have ADD or I just like I can't focus and it's like there's so many ways to start training your brain 
um, to practice mindfulness, you know, to sit there and focus on the sounds or the sounds that aren't happening. Focus on how your body is feeling while you're in your meditation pose. And um, what I did to help me start learning to just focus, you know, back to the candles, I would light a candle and just focus on the candle flame for like five minutes until my brain could get used to wandering where it needed to or even just having like five minutes of like restful silence Mm -hmm. yeah like using an external tool to to train the mind like okay I know I have to stare at this candle which is like a buddhist um form of meditation which I love it definitely I'd like for anybody listening that seriously has ADHD issues I'm telling you do the candle trick and it'll help it helps every time yeah and who doesn't love a good candle anyway <laughs> right like I mean that that's kind of the best part is like you know you can get a candle going get some good smells going like some incense and like it, it is actually so nice to just sit and take like five to ten minutes for yourself because that's another way to empower yourself and that's kind of the point of witchcraft is that you're empowering yourself Mm -hmm. yeah I think there's um I don't know if it's fair to like chuck this up to like right hand path left hand path because I think ideally you want to be in the middle anyway like my my personal thing is integration you have to integrate everything and be a whole person um yeah and not, like, a perfectly good all the time person. Like, you have to just be truly, like, yourself. And I know that sounds cliche, and I don't mean it in the, like, hashtag be authentic. It's like, no, like, you have to, like, bring all these pieces of yourself together and figure out what you want and and what, like, what life is going to let you flourish. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, no one is perfect, and that's kind of why I get really weird with the love and light thing because it's like I'll see people in like message boards and on Instagram um, fighting and starting shit and a lot of the time it's the love and light crowd that's talking down to other people that don't follow that practice and it's like dude you're you're human we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna say and do terrible things that we need to work on or we're gonna have really great days and do really great things that's that's part of being human Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the goal of, again, this is just my opinion, like, the goal of these things is not, um, is not to become, like, there's all this focus on, like, kill your ego, and there is no self, and I, um, I think, like, again, it's integration, like, you can't be your fucking ego all the time, but you need one to survive, and you have to understand, like, Yes, I'm an individual, and yes, I also belong to a collective of humanity. Um, so it's like I'd see a lot of the extremes of like, okay, I need to, I need to like do yoga and become this Mother Teresa figure and save the world, or I need to like be Fiona Good from American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, like I don't, I don't get these extremes, and. You know, you, you do kind of have to have an ego or you are going to get eaten alive in this world. And it, it, having an ego doesn't mean, you know, you're being a dick. It means that you're aware of the things you can do and achieve and the things you can't do and can't achieve. 
Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that's like, so when people start out, uh, you know, everybody's always like, where do I start? It's like, well, that depends on you. What do you like? What are you into? Yeah. Like where I, I start, the books. Y- yeah, like literally go, if you have access to a bookstore that sells these things, which now, you know, Barnes and Noble and Books a Million, like all those stores sell the stuff anyway, might not be the best quality, but it's probably going to be very beginner friendly. And it's like, what, what catches your eye? What, you know, flip through something because people aren't also supposed to have the same experience. And I think that's another problem with social media. It's like, oh, well, if this person is doing this, then I need to do that. Yeah. And it like, just custom tailor everything to yourself. Get the books that call out to you get the tarot deck that calls out to you. Like, if you want the David Bowie one, honey, get the David Bowie one. (laughs) Yeah. And if, you know, if you're struggling with money or if you're, you know, with family members that you have to hide stuff from, you know, if you can try and go to the library, get, uh, read at the library for a couple of hours, um, start practicing meditation where you safely can. I mean, there's so many options and there's so many, like, cool and safe ways to do it because I know some people out there have to be really careful about that well you can even download books online to where you know nobody has to see it you can read it on your computer if you're that worried about it well you can even have a there's like Pinterest for that too there's like all kinds of things on Pinterest (laughs) yeah I think so the um foundation of Western occult practice, at least. Um, And sometimes it's called the Witch's Pyramid, but it, like, predates that. And I'm pretty sure it comes from um, the the Hermetic tradition, but it may even predate that. But um, it's, like, to know, to dare, to will, and to keep silent. And it's the keep silent part that I think people struggle with the most in the era of, like, social, you know, social media and wanting to be seen and, and there's so much emphasis on identity now. Yeah. Which it, it's weird because even like, you know, in the satanic practices, you're not supposed to like, you know, be super outward that you're Satanist. Like it is kind of like a hush hush thing and you just like show off to the roofs to create a show. But like, you know, when we were, kids this is the stuff that you weren't really weren't like out and about with Mm -mm. and I think in some ways it can be good but in other ways it is very much like I need constant attention I need people paying attention to me I need my Instagram to blow up and even you know in my industry it's so unhealthy because like I watched uh during the shutdown Mm -hmm. all these hairdressers that could just not relax and enjoy family time they were constantly doing fucking live blogs and doing hair all day every day and it's like dude calm down like you're not just that yeah you don't have to be seen every 10 minutes and you don't have to put every fucking aspect of your life and day and even me in my work life I'm still very careful about what I post and what I do because people need to realize your phone is also an energy source. So you're, you're putting your energy onto your social media and you're giving some people fuel 
to use against you. Like when people post like their entire charts, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, I would argue that a lot of people aren't smart enough to know how to use that super specifically. Um, And I don't, I mean, I don't share my whole chart, but I don't even share the sources. Like I've come across some really old sources that like, if you wanted to fucking really get somebody and you knew their birth chart, you could. And I'm like, I might have this book. I'm not going to tell people (laughs) what it is or, you know, I mean, they can find it elsewhere, but I, yeah. (laughs) But the, the stay silent thing, it's like, it doesn't mean that you deny, especially now where it is more socially acceptable to be interested in um, odd things. It's like, I always say like, I feel like the word occult is dead because nothing, mm-hmm. nothing is hidden anymore. Like nothing. Um, yeah. But that but doesn't. But it is nice that it's safer. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. And it's like, again, it goes back to like how, how somebody uses these tools as a reflection of them. So it's like two people can read the same book or do the same ritual and have like a totally different experience. So it is, it's like hidden in the sense that it's very subjective. And so when people share all these things online, it's like you're, you're kind of robbing yourself of the intimate subjective experience that is meant for you. And it's like, you know, if you want to post your altar or whatever, like, sure. But I think when people oversell it or over talk about their personal experiences, you're cheapening it and you're losing it a little bit. And plus people might just think you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess for me being, um, in the hair industry, like I am still very careful about what I say or do. Like I mm-hmm. even, um, like my clients know that I use like crystals and things like that. And they think it's kind of cute. Um, there is even like a brand now that uses like crystal. I've seen like, that. <laughs> it's, I like them, but it is a little campy. Um, but I don't, I just don't like to post everything I do. And even like some of my clients, like when I tell ghost stories and stuff, but like others, it's like, okay, this is not something that I would talk about or they're going to think I'm batshit crazy and I would lose my clients. And, um, I think you and I were talking about me discovering my Russian heritage Mm -hmm. and I, I don't really talk a lot about my experiences with like Baba Yaga and things like that because, um, right now it's just very personal to me and I'm still exploring that. So it's like, I don't want to cheapen my experience by like sharing it with everybody or even having somebody comment like, Oh, you're wrong or you're doing it wrong when it's like, I'm doing what I need to do to connect with um, my grandmothers and my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole policing of like ritual or information is annoying because it, again, like having a subjective experience, like this is your, this is your experience. I mean, that's why like a lot of, people, I feel like almost everybody now is like a solitary practitioner. And part of that is because of egos. I mean, people, I've tried it, I've tried a couple covens and I'm just like, not, not about it. And I think it's, it's good to have community and it's good to have like a couple people that maybe you do like talk to about things because they 
they're into the same thing or they don't think you're insane and it's good to have like mentors but I think having the group structure of a coven in today's world is really difficult just because like our culture isn't very communal anymore and then you get people having pissing contests of like well my spell worked in two days and you know oh my god I'm the supreme sometimes I want to be like motherfucker this herb probably has 50 different properties and qualities to it of what it could be used for and even like with astrology stuff like I get tired of like the all-knowing like this is how a Pisces is and it's like just stop like it's 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 so annoying like I remember like I don't even remember what the fuck the argument was but this girl tried to be like a super know-it-all and she got her ass handed to her and it's like stop telling people what to do and how to practice like yeah there are certain things where it's like okay this would probably be safer for you Mm -hmm. or this might be a little bit better for you um and just understand that these things take time um but like a lot of the arguing and the gatekeeping I'm like holy god please stop (laughs) yeah well and that's like again like have have your experience like it's you're keeping it hidden not because in today's world that you're like afraid of being burned at the stake you're keeping it hidden because it's yours and you need to process it yeah like don't let somebody ruin it for you because like on one of the wish boards somebody was like should i curse this person And I swear to God, it was just pinging and pinging with, like, everybody's opinion and everybody going off. And, like, I'm just like, okay, so now this girl probably can't decide what to do because she has so much opinion Mm -hmm. and can't can't form a decision and opinion on herself and what she should do. And this goes all the way back to, like, shadow work and, Mm -hmm. like am I going to accept the consequences? Is this person really deserving? You know, all that shit, because, you know, she has to turn and run to the internet. Right. Yeah. You're like, why? And again, like, it'd be different if you have like a friend or a teacher to be like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this and getting one opinion. But when you throw stuff out on the internet, it's like, you're just inviting chaos. I mean, the internet is fucking chaos. Like, yeah, like, I'll even, um, I'll burn, like, lavender or just, like, a peaceful herb over my phone every mm-hmm. now and again because I'm like, this this is getting too toxic and social media is becoming so toxic that I have to step back. Like, even saw somebody talking about astrology and where I personally don't practice sun sign hate. I think it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But there was somebody arguing that, like you know, astrology is making people be so mean and going, oh, I hate this sign and fuck this sign and I'll never deal with this sign. And it's like, that person was right in a lot of ways, but it makes me so sad that they they have that viewpoint that astrology is bad just because some people are being assholes about it. Well, yeah, it's like, again, it's how you use it. You can weaponize anything if you want to. You can weaponize a fucking wooden spoon if you want to like yeah exactly and especially like astrology because it is almost like a psychological practice I if I really wanted to I could weaponize someone's chart against them 
but it's unethical and it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, not all Geminis are terrible people. (laughs) No, they're not. Well, that's just, and that's like a very shallow understanding, which comes back, you know, that's true in witchcraft too. It's like, because these things aren't guarded anymore, the, you know, which is good in the sense that like anybody can learn this stuff. But the, it, it's yeah. like the the flip side of that coin is that um, it's readily available and people are going to use it how they use it. Whereas when you had societies or schools or structures, you know, you learn things in a regimented way and you had a teacher to kind of like call you on your shit and be like, why, you know, why can't you... Um, we'll, we'll use cursing as an example. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's completely valid, but it shouldn't be something you're doing all the fucking time. In that case, it's like, why are you hanging out with people that you need to curse every week? Like, (laughs) that's not good. And that's kind of on you. Yeah. So it's like, if you're constantly hanging around shitty people or keeping yourself in shitty situations, then it's definitely on you and cursing isn't okay. Like perhaps you need to do like some self reflection work and figure out, um, hanging out with some new circles and instead like do maybe like a find a friend ritual (laughs) or, you know, just something, something more positive. Now, if somebody is really deserving of the curse or if you're like walking away and you're like, okay, I'm going to put this motherfucker in a jar and they deserve it. Okay. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's not, like, cursing on the regular, like, I've just seen a lot of, going back to, like, things being weaponized, I've seen, even just around here, like, local witches kind of, like, embarrassing themselves, like, it's, it's a weapon to them, and in certain cases, not all, but, like, there was this group that was, like, willfully starting shit with other women and then being like me and my friends are gonna hex you and it's like okay well first rule of hexing is is you don't fucking tell somebody that you're gonna do it so you already don't know what you're doing and it's just like please stop (laughs) like like maybe maybe you shouldn't start shit with people maybe maybe do that instead just like yeah (laughs) oh oh my fucking god like the i'm a witch i'm gonna curse you because you won't be my friend or because i don't agree with you like stuff like that pisses me off so much and i'm like just just stop you're embarrassing yourself and you've watched too much fucking harry potter (laughs) you can't you you can't do the fucking three unforgivable curses okay just get the fuck over it yeah (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like the, the, the culture, like the, uh, the ways that people encounter these things within our culture are far removed from the reality of how these things work. And even in systems like, like American Horror Story, like some of their stuff is very accurate um, and very like, I feel like fairly well researched, but it doesn't work the way that they show it to work because that's not as sexy, right? Like, yeah, and it's also it, it is fucking theater, and it's the same thing. Yes, with Sabrina. Sabrina wouldn't do well if it was just a show of somebody sitting and meditating. It's gonna do well because people are 
levitating goblins are turning into cats and you know satan is telling sabrina to steal a pack of bubble gum yeah yeah it's 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 not that's the thing too i feel like sometimes when people come to it especially younger people they think it's going to be a certain way and it's like it's kind of just another job like <laughs> and the benefits what? like it's <laughs> Like, the benefits from it are great, but you have to work for it, and it takes time. And then a lot of things that catch your eye in the beginning, if, you know, if you're actually doing the work and maturing as a person, then you're not going to be interested in, like, controlling other people. You're not going to be interested in, um, like, Damien Eccles, um, the guy from the West Memphis Three case, um, he has so much good material and, and I appreciate him because he just puts it out there and it's not in a show offy way or anything. He's just like, he takes questions and he answers them very honestly for people. Um, and he's super humble, but he was on his Patreon recently. Somebody asked him about, cause he was talking about a Sumerian ritual. So invoking like Sumerian deities, and they were like, well, how can you how can you invoke these deities when they're really the Anunnaki and, and the aliens are controlling us and all this? And he's like, here's the thing. If you do magic for years, you know, if you're maturing as a person, you're maturing in your practice, you just don't fucking care about aliens anymore because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't directly yeah. affect your life. And so I see this happening in um, certain circles now, too, where, like, people might, like, witchcraft is now the gateway, unfortunately, to shit. It's, like, another distraction. Like, oh, flat earth. Oh, aliens. Oh, that you know, and I'm like, no. Nope. You're missing the point, baby. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think that um, we're also in an age where a lot of the youngins, are actually like on a more positive note like i'm starting to see the younger folk going science and witchcraft yes sit together yes um <laughs> and you know you you can use like your herbs and essential oils for minor things but then you need to go get your fucking vaccine yes but like you know un unfortunately on the negative side there are those people that they just so badly want um conspiracy theories to be true they do want to find the negative and paranoia in everything. And, you know, with aliens, I guess I'm always like, we would be arrogant to think that they don't exist because there has to be other life out there. But I really don't think they're trying to control us or any of that shit. They're too busy advancing while we're just sitting here still kicking rocks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, it's it's a lot. I find a lot of conspiracy theories. And I'm, you know, my Aquarius placements love a good conspiracy theory. But I'm also sane enough to be like, okay, that's bullshit. Are there aliens? Oh, hell yeah, of course. Do they give two fucks what we're doing? No. So the notion that, like, oh, they're controlling our thoughts. And they, I'm, again, it comes back to, like, a lack of empowerment. Like, do you think you're that weak? Yeah. And it, it's, I just, I don't know. I can't, like, my brain can't grasp 
conspiracy theories and people thinking that way like my my brain just explodes and I guess it's because I'm a Gemini moon I'm like I need intellect yeah well and it's it's generally like a lot of conspiracy theories though you know the ones that are really far out there like you know JFK yeah I mean the government probably killed him you know that's not even a conspiracy at this point but when it comes to things like there's this big cabal of evil reptilian pedophiles and they're ruining the world and it's like I don't I mean are there shitty rich people who do fucked up stuff yes are they aliens no they're just shitty fucking people (laughs) they're shitty fucking people and like you know this also goes to I I really do hold alternative people to a higher standard because witchcraft aside as that you know goth punk rocker I always proved that we were intelligent. I got good grades. I stayed out of trouble because that's how the majority of us actually are. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I just I don't I don't believe in that shit. And the thing is, is like you really need to pay attention in history class because during World War II, you know, Hitler and his goonies were trying to make good people. And good politicians look really bad, and they would accuse them of really fucked up things mm-hmm. that they weren't doing. And then you see that rise of evil coming to power while good people are being shit on. So, like, yeah, I really fucking hate conspiracy theories. Well, it's also just, like, such a waste of time. Like, it's a distraction, and I I struggle personally to be in a position of, like, you know, yes, I practice witchcraft. Yes, I I study astrology, but I'm like a sane, normal, successful human being. Like my life is very stable. Mentally, I feel like I'm pretty stable. It's like you know, so it's it's hard to be in a camp of people that think that d- does you know. I entertain very strange things and and unorthodox thoughts, but I'm also like a functioning adult. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same for me. Like, I have a business to run that my reputation seriously runs on everything, and I could cost myself um, companies, opportunities, and other things if I'm seen as, you know, I'm going to be a problem. Um, and I do hold, like, and I'm, I'm not, like, for anybody listening, I'm not knocking on mental illness at all. It's an absolute struggle but having the diagnosis that I have, I do hold myself to a standard to do my self-care, my therapy, and my behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for me, having what I'm diagnosed with and having, you know, that I am out there as a witch, it's like I have to hold myself to high standards or I could cost myself so much. Because I'm already seen, unfortunately, as a ticking time bomb because... With mental illness and witchcraft, there's always these negative things associated with it when they're, you know, there's more positivity and there's more people who are good and innocent people that are just, they're treated like shit because of who and how they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, if I, yeah, if I see things that are a threat, I, I really have no tolerance for them. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, like, going back to the whole, like, none of this is a substitute for therapy. Like, it can be an addition to, but it's, like, 
I, I do see some people, and part of that is just, like, financial, like, therapy's expensive and, and all of that, but, oh, yeah. like, I see a lot of people get into these things thinking they can fully heal themselves, and I think um, you can definitely help yourself, but you still need to seek, like, proper treatment for certain things, and there's nothing wrong with that, because I've known people with certain mental illnesses that got into these things that didn't, you know, they didn't supplement it with actual therapy or, um, introspection or anything. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to become powerful. And then all my problems are going to go away. And it's like, no, like <laughs> it's helpful, but it's not the only thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it actually does suck that therapy is, hard for people to get I was very lucky because in Maryland I had state insurance mm -hmm. but I also feel like when you're a witch we are supposed to be activists and we are supposed to help our communities so if me doing my part is advocating for you know better mental health services and that you know saying things like okay you need to go to therapy and you can incorporate witchcraft into it, but you also need to watch out for these charlatans that are saying they can completely heal you. Oh yeah. And te telling you not to go to therapy. So it's like we as witches, it's almost like our duty to advocate for people. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and especially I feel like, especially for women, like that's where a lot of this stems from. Okay, so circling back around to beginner stuff, getting started, all of that, um, somebody asked, can I be self-directed directed in my spirituality, or should I follow a book and traditions? I would say both. <laughs> yeah, like, do, do, start out with both, and then do whatever calls to you. Yeah, I think, I think, again, like, the culture of now, it's like, people, um expect a shortcut like not that I think this person expected it but just generally people are like oh I want I want like a, a hack for witchcraft or for enlightenment or for anything and it's like this is a process of learning to trust yourself and you can look to other people and traditions and books for like tools but it still should be largely like what works for you what do you like yeah, and it's also kind of, if, if you go down the path of working with gods and goddesses, it's like, who's going to call to you, and who are you really going to resonate with, with who you want to work with? Like, I'm definitely not working with the gods and goddesses I thought I'd be working with. <laughs> yeah, and, and I would say, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, do whatever you want. It's your life. But I would say, like, I would start, I th in my opinion, it's safer to start with um, simpler things before you start bringing in deities, unless there's, unless you already have, like, an established religion, or just feel, like, super duper called to a certain archetype, because, like, I told you about the girl that um, had never done witchcraft before and found a book and summoned Lilith. And it, yeah, and kind of fucked up her life for a minute because she didn't know what she was doing. It's like, whether you think this is, like, 
an archetype or a deity or an energy or whatever, like you're pull, if it's irresponsible to pull something in that you don't understand yet. Yeah, that's why I think you need to like definitely research and see who you could safely work with. Because when I, when I was a pup, you know, I was starting out with Celtic gods and goddesses and. I kind of stuck with, like, the chill, safer ones, not the I'm a vengeful and will smite you one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're working with my ancestors. Like, I'm not going to call on, like, negative ancestors. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, I f- and I feel like different, you know, it's, like, everybody has a different brain, and so some people are... They like a looser structure. They like more intuitive stuff. And then some people do better in a in a structured, regimented system where it's like, okay, you do step one, two, three. And then once you get that, then you move forward. And I'm kind of both. So, like, I, I initially, all of this was very intuitive. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, I want to try this branch of whatever. And um, it's good to have books to look at and ter- like as a starting off point as like training wheels like okay here's how you set up a ritual and then once you get comfortable with that you kind of make it your own yeah I, I can definitely agree with that and even like I'm definitely both because my brain works like a record like side A and side B and it's like am I going to be structured today or am I going to be chaos so it's like <laughs> It, it depends, and I think, you know, it is okay to start out small and then work your way up. There's nothing wrong with that, and even when I was first, you know, really getting more into astrology, even my aunt would kind of, like, kindly warn me. She's like, don't work with Saturn until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wouldn't. I'd work with, like, Jupiter or, you know, a planet that I was more comfortable with, and then when you start working with Saturn, you're like, oh, okay, this is why an elder warned me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and I feel like that's indicative to, you know, Saturn is, like, all about dignity and responsibility and, like, old age in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting and appropriate that in... Um, the life cycle of a woman, you know, it's like the maiden mother crone, like the crone stage is your most powerful stage, not just because you're old, but because like you have experience and you've tried a lot of things and you've hopefully like mastered at least to a certain degree, like you're comfortable, you, you're more integrated, you make better choices. And so when people start out, it's like, you're not, you're not meant to be at that stage right off the bat or there would be no point. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, And again, it's always the why do people want to run before they can walk? And I used to get so angry when I was younger when people would tell me that. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh shit, they were just looking out for me and they just wanted me to be the best I can be. Mm -hmm. So all all you little whippersnappers out there, we're just doing this because we love you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it just just take it, you know, enjoy it, take it slow. And, and I do know a few people that are, um, I mean, it's more skewed in that direction of like, I want to do, you know, the most advanced thing in a week. 
um, which is just stupid and dangerous. But um, I know a few other people yeah. that are like, How, you know, I don't know if I can cast a spell. And I'm like, have you tried it? You know, like, just try it. Just... Just give it a try. Yeah, like, there are plenty of forms of magic that don't involve elaborate rituals, that don't involve deities, that, you know, you're you're just working with yourself. And that's, I mean, that's a good place to start. Yeah, there's actually, like, you know, I mean, we're getting close to our favorite holiday, and there are a lot of really cute little beginner spells that you can do on Halloween that, like, are you know, really old school and they've almost become party games. So just start out with something cute like that. Like do the apple divination, you know, cut the apple and see what it's telling you for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, so what are your feelings or theories on, cause I, I really loathe the how to know if you're a witch videos. I hate that. Oh my fucking god. I hate, I hate that shit with these guys. Like, you don't have to do that. If you know, you know. There is no quiz to it. Like, oh my god, when I was, like, first, like, a little goth kid, you had to, t- like, there was these internet quizzes. Are you goth or not? And it's, like, it's so fucking stupid. Just stop. Yeah. And then there's, like, so I was thinking about the th- the theory, because I was re-watching the coven season, of, like, genetic, like, or hereditary witches, and there could be something to that in the sense that, like, a hereditary witch, like, you grow up and you're taught these things, so you just inherit them through the culture of your family, and then the genetic thing, it's like, that could be tied down, even scientifically, to something like Um, you know, certain people are more intuitive, they have more mirroring neurons in their brains, and that's why they're very good at reading people, but you don't, you know, it's all subconscious, so it's not like you're thinking, okay, my brain has a lot of mirroring neurons, so I'm going to dissect this person's facial expressions and body language, it just happens. And so technically, like, something like that could be genetic, but I don't, I don't think, like, you have to be born from a family that was tied to Salem to be a witch, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think the internet definitely makes that worse because, like, me coming from a family that did have witches and witches from back in the day and doing my family research on my Russian side, I don't think I'm better than anybody I don't think that I'm more powerful but I do think that instinctually I might have different survivor instincts I might um feel I guess I'll say I'll feel like I resonate more meditating with Baba Yaga in like the fall setting you know just just little things like that but it's like the internet is almost making it like fucking Harry Potter where it's like the muggles versus the wizards and the mudbloods and things like that. And it's like, for fuck's sake, it is not like Harry Potter. Like anybody can be a witch. Anybody can practice. Mm -hmm. And just because you have some family members or ancestors that practice, it might mean that you have just a tiny little leg up, nothing more. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you worse. It doesn't mean like, you're going to inherit all this cool shit. Like it just 
no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it ultimately comes down to the work. And that's that's why I feel like some people get um, disappointed or disillusioned with it. Like, I've known people that when they're younger, they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then two years later, they're just, like, totally done with it because they realize, like, if you want this to work, you have to work. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, I do a lot of business spells, but, um, guys, I have to do all the work, and a lot of that success and work is me. I'm just getting gentle pushes and help from, you know, whoever I'm working with. Yeah, like, it's just another tool. It's not special. It's not, um, I, I think I kind of burst some people's bubbles sometimes, like, because I'm yeah. just so blunt about it. Like, it's just a thing I do. It's not... Yeah. You know, like... (laughs) Well, and I think that, um, you know, witchcraft is definitely getting really in touch with our feminine side and our matriarch side and just treating the earth better and how it should be treated and treating people with love and humanity and healing people. And that's what it really is. And, like, also, you know, showing respect to the people that came before you. It's not... It's not this Harry Potter stuff, guys. Like, I'm sorry, but it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> if only it were that easy. Um, somebody oh, asked... Oh, God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody asked if we had ever had a success with a glamour spell. I don't know how to answer that, because I, I haven't really done a glamour spell, and supposedly, okay, some people in my family will get a little pompous with this and be like, oh, you know, you're just, it's in the blood, and people are attracted to us, and that was actually my uncle's warning of, like, you're going to attract, like, crazy shit, but you're also going to attract good Um, And I just, I don't fuck with love spells or glamour spells because Mm -hmm. I always feel like there's going to be some bad consequences to that. I was even apprehensive when my um, aunt finally sent me my marriage gift, which was pillows that were blessed with her love and that are just supposed to keep our marriage strong and happy. And I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's, I, I, well, I think I mentioned recently on, um, that thing I did with my friend Zacchaeus, like, I don't fuck with love spells, because I don't, like, you shouldn't mess with somebody's free will, period, and again, goes back to, like, how secure are you, why do you think you have to trick this person into liking you, um, but glamour, in terms of just, like, feeling yourself, um, there's this really good book, I can't remember the girl's name, but it should be very easy to find, and it's literally just called Glamour Magic, and it's, it's, like, really good, um, and she talks about, like, Check that out. yeah, doing, um, doing rituals for, like, self-care, for confidence. It's all based on, like, you, like, you're working on yourself. And in that regard, yeah. like, yes, I've, I've got certain pieces, of, pieces of jewelry that I've, like, you know, not that they're talismans, but it's kind of like that. Like, I know when I wear this, I feel a certain way. Or I've always been, even though I don't wear a lot of makeup, like, I love the ritual of getting ready. And there's certain, like, pieces of clothing that I'm like, okay, I feel I feel like a bad bitch when I wear this dress, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, stuff like that I love. And uh, Miguel, um, I think... 
it was I want to say it was his Taurus book. It was either Taurus or Mars where we did or um, Aries where we did an exercise for that season that you had to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, you know, how beautiful your body was and explain to yourself why you loved each part of your body. Aww. And like I love stuff like that. And as a hairdresser, I do I guess you can say I incorporate magic because it's not my job to tell you, oh, red lipstick looks good on everybody. It's my job to tell you what looks best on you and what's going to bring out, you know, your inner beauty using these magic tools that I have. And I'm, I always tell people I'm enhancing what nature gave you. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, changing your hair, your hair color, or playing with makeup. I think that's a magic ritual in mm -hmm. itself, and that's why I love hairdressing. Because I feel like we're almost celebrating Venus every day in my um, oh, yeah. suite. So, you know, stuff like that I'm totally cool with. And that's stuff that used to be demonized, too. Because, like, women do have a natural power of attraction. And then we have tools to amplify it. And then it's like, oh, you know, you're too pretty. You're going to, you know, have too much power. And I'm like, no, fucking play it up. Do it. Like... <laughs> No, play, play it up. Like, you know, whether you want to have natural beauty or makeup beauty, you know, do what makes you feel good. And, you know, real quick, like, when I was feeling kind of low, I stopped dating and I started caring about myself and figuring out what I wanted. And I did, I guess we'll call them my own glamour rituals, but not to, like, attract love. And I even told the universe, I was like, I give up. And, um... You know, about a year later, I meet this guy, and I end up marrying him, and he's my husband now. So, it's like, <laughs> there, there is magic in that kind of stuff, but don't ever force somebody to love you, like, for the love of everything. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. Certainly. It's unethical, and it's wrong. And, you know, what, what are those special sauce videos where a guy is, like, breaking down the fucking door because he's so obsessed with you? Like, you do get what you ask for. Yeah. And that's, like, that's where I <laughs> I find, especially the older I get, it's, like, all of this isn't about, like, learning these things. It's not a, about manipulating other people. I think that's weakness, you know, try, like, and arrogance in the same thing. It's, like, trying to, trying to or thinking you can control those around you. It's, like, the better handle you have on yourself and your energy that's power because then somebody can act a fool and it's just not yeah. even going to bother you <laughs> yeah and like they end up making themselves look like a fool and then they kind of you know they kind of curse themselves and fuck themselves over and that's honestly more fun to watch yeah like you don't have to really <laughs> people that's the thing is like people everyone's living in their own little like story you know, and we are inevitably connected, yeah. but, like, the more handle, in my experience, I can have on myself and the better decisions I can make and the more calm and just, like, in my body and centered I am, the steadier I am, the better my life is. And that's where the whole, like, as within, so without kind of comes from. It's, like, whatever you work on in yourself is going to translate externally, so it's not, I mean, exactly. if you're, if you're yeah. trying to like control people around you to get what you want all the time, that's kind of lazy and entitled. Yeah. And it, it definitely doesn't work like that. We're all living in our own dream and everybody has their own perspectives of you. You have your perspective of yourself 
And um, a really great book that I think any witch should absolutely read is The Four Agreements, and it talks a lot about that. And I think The Four Agreements is a great base book for anybody, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not even a book that's based in anything esoteric. It's just, like, a good... I think it technically would fall in, like, the spirituality or self-help category. Like, it's not, quote-unquote, magical. It's just, like, hey, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a very... Like, I think before you start getting into, like, especially high magic mm -hmm. um, or even working with the planets, you really need to have your shit together and your shit figured out on some level or you're just... You're going to keep making yourself miserable and then other people miserable and it's, like you as a human are so deserving of self-love and self-care and happiness. And I know that we can't be happy 24 seven, but you deserve the full spectrum of a human experience and not, you know, be sad all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or just feeling lost, I guess. Like a lot of people are lost out there right now and it's like, please help yourself and please gravitate towards the people who are going to help you. Yeah. And don't fall for like people who, um, you know, I feel like, oh gosh, what was that? I was listening to something, um, earlier today, actually, and this woman was talking about how in, in Eastern esoteric traditions or just even Eastern like customs, people, you know, you have like your shaman or your witch or whatever of, of the community, but they never self-identify as that. It's like the community labels them that. They get the community bestows that title versus somebody running around being like, oh, I'm a witch. Oh, I do this. I, you know, it's like, just chill out. Just do your thing. And people, people yeah. will catch on. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like if people ask me for help, I'll, I'll be there and help you. But it's like, I don't, I don't like. I guess I don't advertise myself like that. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's also just, like, not, um, it's not good to make your identity one thing. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll never forget something so simple as, like, I was chilling in Baltimore, and this woman was coming towards me and my uncle, and she stopped and looked at me, and she was like, love is everywhere, and you are love, and then she just walked away, and me and my uncle, like, looked at each other, and I was like, oh, fuck, okay, that's, that's our shaman right there. <laughs> and, um... It, it was cool because it was a woman of color and you could definitely tell she was like alternative and everything and she was just it was just such a cool and weird moment that it always sticks out with me and I'm like those people are the healers mm -hmm. and the people who are on Instagram going pay me like a thousand dollars and I'll fix your life those aren't um, there is, uh, there are a few people on Instagram though that I absolutely adore them and they truly are healers and they're not charging an arm and a leg. They're just, you know, they're making candles and selling their candles. And they're actually really helping people work through their issues. But they'll even say things like, you need to go to therapy. You need to figure this out. Like, I can't do the work for you. You have to do it with me. Exactly. Yeah, like, I'm always like, beware of people who sell you a product that has no instruction or no, like, follow-up. Like, if you you know, it, again, it's a tool. So like people who buy, you know, or sell rather like a $20 bodega candle that costs them probably a dollar to buy themselves. And then they're like, oh, it's green. Uh, buy this candle from me and you'll make 
a bunch of money. It's like, no. <laughs> or snake yeah, oil or like, I'm like, no, like buy classes from reputable sources. Like you should like look to people who are training like forms of education and self-empowerment, not just selling you trinkets. Yeah, like there is there's one woman that I do adore her because her background, she is actually a counselor and she makes you your candles and sends you your dressing oils and everything and she goes through the steps with you on what you're supposed to do and how to do it and what path you need to go down and she really does help people and you get like a counseling um session with her as well so she's like to me doing it the right way but then when i see people just putting glitter on a red candle and charging like 80 dollars for it and going oh this will find you the love of your life it's like no you're just paying 80 dollars for a fucking glittery candle yeah yeah and it's again it's that shortcut shit it's like you might meet somebody but you're also probably projecting a fantasy out there and then the perfect douchebag comes along to take advantage of that it's like you're not meeting the right person because yes. you're not done baby you're not done learning you're not done developing like yeah, yeah no, that, that's true and even like I have this weird life journey thing where I'm like okay I don't like this person she or he's not gonna be my friend and I'll fall for the wrong person to be a friend. And it's like the person that I originally disliked turns out to be my best friend while the person that I was adoring and glamorizing turns out to be the shithead in the lesson. That's probably your Pluto, though. <laughs> that, that is definitely my mood. <laughs> but it's also like there ain't a fucking candle in the world that's going to fix that for me. Yeah, and again, it's like go to therapy. Do You know, it's like it's work. It's not... Um, and I think, too, sometimes there's this expectation of, like, the first time you do a spell, like, oh, it's it's going to work, or it's going to work perfectly. Or maybe, like, the first time it does, and then you try something else and it falls flat. Like, it's not, um, it's not consistent unless you are. Yeah, exactly. Consistency is key, and, like, that... That's a big thing in business and with witchcraft. So it's like, you know, if two different sides of life are telling you that, you need to kind of follow it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything yeah. else. Because I know you got to go soon. <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to go get a flu shot. So for everybody listening out there, I'm going to be a wuss for about ten minutes. <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm making my husband hold my hand. So oh, good. For anybody that's like, oh, she's a badass, it's like, nope. <laughs> oh, no, I hate getting shots, too. You are not alone in that. I, I can handle being tattooed, but, man, I'm mm -hmm. telling you, if a needle comes at me, I turn into a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Um, baby witches. Just find you gotta like you gotta put it out there if you put it out there that you want to learn things things will come to you trust your gut find some books don't please don't go on youtube and watch shitty <laughs> how to know you're a witch or here's how you be a witch videos don't do that <laughs> yeah and don't don't let people take advantage of you and you know young lady witches 
don't let people take advantage of you monetary wise or anything like that. And even like all you young guys or anybody out there, like any youngin, <laughs> I really feel like can be taken advantage of. It's not even a gender thing anymore. It's, it's more like there, there's just some really fucked up people out there. Well, and it's just so, it's like the, okay, so like the difference between like witchcraft and sorcery, sorcery is, is illusion, is glamour. It's like smoke and mirrors, like you, you trick people into thinking something. Whereas if with a a craft, it's like you're actually changing things. Yeah. So I feel like the internet is very like sorcery based. Like it's all a projection. It's all an illusion. And so then people get these followings. Like I've seen not everybody, but like there's several accounts that have tons of followers. And I'm like, there. It just feels dead to me. Like there's no real magic yeah, there. Like there's it. nothing to learn. It's just like here's a pretty altar that I perfectly staged. And I'm like, okay. But I'm not getting any vibes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not, I'm not feeling anything from it. If you don't resonate from it, if you don't feel anything from it, you know, that's probably not your thing. And I've had to learn this hard lesson too that if, you know, my heart rate's going up and I'm like, it almost feels like I'm getting excited, but it's not. Mm-hmm. If I'm around someone and I'm doing that, usually that's my instincts and probably the universe trying to tell me this person is bad for you. Like it's not, it's not an excitement kind of feeling. Like if I'm getting anxious and crazy around somebody, like they're probably going to be really bad for me where if I'm calm and like happy around someone, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a good person for you. Yeah. And people who like, I see some people too, like which brands I mean it's not really a brand if it's just one person but they're like they thrive on like drama and just chaos and I'm like nope yeah that's that's a lot of nope from me and I don't need that and our listeners don't need that in their lives I'm like it's just again it's like you're just (laughs) wasting your energy you're just wasting it (laughs) yeah like you've got one life to live it's like don't waste your energy and time with people that are toxic for you or situations that make you miserable, like you need to do everything you can to like get up and get away from those situations and people. And like, I have walked away from people and things quite easily. So I know it can be scary, but just get up and do it. And uh, yeah. And don't get roped into situations or relationships, especially involving this stuff where somebody's like disempowering you and shitting on you and being like, well, you know, it should make you feel Absolutely. feel strong, not arrogant, but you know, like, because I see that too, like the whole cult thing. People just they're so ready to assume that leadership role and then shit on everybody. <laughs> yeah, if, if some if somebody is acting very cult like, or if somebody is telling you you need to drink the Kool-Aid or that the entire group needs to think and act and feel the same. You probably need to get the fuck out of that situation. Yep. Okay. Is there any last thoughts before you go get your nice stabby stab? <laughs> um, well, everybody just think of me while I'm getting my stabby stab. And, um, I, I'm always happy to try and help people where I can, but I think with like a lot of the witchcraft, it's just, self-learning and Mm self-exploration and 
definitely listen to Summer's podcast here because she's. I, I even learned stuff from you that I'm like, oh wow, I didn't think about that. Oh. So it's like find the people that are not knowledgeable and happy to share their knowledge, and like don't get mad if somebody doesn't want to um, talk about it on a public forum, whether it's social media or in real life, because that person is probably like trying to protect themselves their business or other things so if like somebody doesn't want to teach it's not that they're being a dick it's that they probably are protecting their energy yeah and and not everybody's meant to teach either like yeah like yeah i know plenty of people that are into this stuff and they don't make a fucking peep about it and i'm like yeah i don't blame you like (laughs) yeah i'm some people like I'm a good teacher in the hair world but in the witch world like I'm good at like talking and having conversations but Mm -hmm. I'm a terrible fucking teacher with it because I'm still learning and I'm like I don't have enough knowledge of this to help you yeah well any I mean I feel like it we should all be skeptical of anybody who says they have all the knowledge too it's like absolutely (laughs) cool well I hope you gotta do some self-seeking <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I will let you yeah, yeah. <laughs> go. Go get your lovely vaccine. Okay. Thanks for chatting oh, today. I'm going to. Thanks. <laughs> you have a good day. So I hope that this episode has been helpful. Obviously, we didn't really cover everything because that's nearly impossible. Um, <laughs> but it's always nice to include friends in these conversations um, to get different, different perspectives. Um, there is not one size fits all for anything in life, but certainly not for something as personal, um, as spiritual practice or witchcraft or, um, you know, whatever words you want to use, esoteric practice, all of that. Um, it is a subjective human experience. So again, it's, um, there's not one correct way to start there's not one path, there's not one size fits all, um, and that can feel intimidating, uh, especially when we can look to things like social media and YouTube and um, blogs and all that and see people who at least seem like they know exactly what they're doing. Um, And as human beings, you know, we are social creatures and most people want to follow in those footsteps. Um, But the most important thing is to walk the path that's meant for you. And I don't mean that in any cliche um, way. There's just not a lot of ways to say that. Um, I think each person has unique gifts and unique... um, tendencies and that's where developing your intuition is going to help you a lot and trusting those instincts to see what material calls to you, which teachers call to you, um, which tools resonate with you the most. And I would definitely say start where you feel strongest. Um, don't be, don't be intimidated. I think it's smart to take it slow and to, um, be willing to just have experiences without being super attached to a sense of outcome. Um, again, you know, there is no, there is no magic wand as, as Britt kept saying, it's not Harry Potter. (laughs) Um, 
you don't you don't just hop on and get everything right the first time so going through this process of searching and seeking and kind of putting it out there quietly um, just within your own life making yourself open Um, the moment that you are open to learning something the right things will find you and I mean the best advice I could give anybody is just trust yourself first and seek slowly and honestly and um, be willing to have your own experience with these things for a while before you really put it out there and I don't mean that in the sense that like you need to hide in the broom closet or anything like that um thankfully we're not living in the burning times but it's really just about knowing yourself first knowing how your mind works um how your energy works and being able to develop your own path or connection before letting everybody else in on it. Um, And I just simply say that because whether we know it or not, people can really influence our mood, our state of mind, um, and you especially don't want to open the door to let other people's beliefs affect your beliefs about yourself and your intuition and the ways that you find your own sense of empowerment. Um, Again, you know, there's a million beginner books, but these are really just sort of loose guidelines. Um, And that's why it's so hard to even know how to answer a question like, where do I begin? Because everybody begins differently. But if you're asking that question, then you've already begun. So... Um, If you have access to a local bookstore, especially like a metaphysical shop, go and just, you know, see what pops out at you. See what feels interesting and what feels right. Buy a book. Buy two books. Um, Start a journaling practice if you don't already have one and start a meditation practice. And this doesn't have to be something super formal. Um, It doesn't even have to be spiritual meditation, but truly just sitting for five to ten minutes a day and just seeing how you feel, noticing where your mind's going, developing a sense of stillness and focus is super important um, for everything, truly. Like, you don't even, obviously you don't have to be a witch to um, desire a sense of inner security and stillness. So, um, that's, those are my beginner recommendations. Um... Let yourself have your own experience for a while. And, you know, if you are fortunate enough to know people personally that are into these things, then it's good to have that connection to sort of bounce ideas off of other people. But again, um, it is good to have your own experience. So trust yourself, trust your instincts, your experience, all of that. Um, And... Yeah, just um, go go easy on yourself. <laughs> and again, we said earlier, you know, don't be afraid of things like therapy when it comes to shadow work, um, witchcraft, occultism, magic, whatever. Again, these are just words, whatever you want to call it. This is not a substitute for real life. This is not a substitute for therapy or proper treatment. 
Um, certainly not a substitute for medicine of all kinds. These things are not a magical pill that will just fix everything in your life. Um, there is work required. It is a journey, for lack of a better word. Um, it's a process of evolution. So there's going to be lots of different phases. Um, just keep going. And appreciate that it takes time. Um, as Britt mentioned earlier, a lot of witchcraft is really about like connecting with feminine energy and on the tree of life in Kabbalah the, the feminine pillar is called Bina um, which is the realm of experience so understanding that you can read all of the books and that's not a bad thing it's great to be educated but at, at a certain point you just have to do the damn thing um, so looking to teachers, to books, to traditions, whatever piques your interest, that's great. But don't be afraid to start trying things. And again, keep it simple. Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend personally starting with like invocations or anything like that, but really just basic exercises of learning how to, um, stabilize your own energy, to, clear space of negative energy, very, very simple things that anybody can do. Like I said before, this isn't, um, I don't mean any offense when I say this isn't super special, but it's not. It's just something that you learn how to do. So yeah. Um, and then one of the last questions I received after Britt had to go was, um, about f how do you find local witches? Um, that can be very tricky, <laughs> especially depending on where you live. And if you are new to this, um, and sort of like quietly delving into it, um, you have to be really careful just because there is a local group doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good group for you. Um, and only you can know that, but this is where social media can be a very helpful tool. Um, but as I said before, there's a lot of people that do this that aren't loud about it. And those actually, in my experience, tend to be, um, more stable in integrated people, I would say. And again, this isn't about hiding what you're doing, but it's just like witchcraft is not the sole identity of a person. Um, people who tend to make one thing, their entire identifying marker, um, their entire existence, generally it's a compensatory reflex of um, either not having other parts of their life together or just um, trying to fill a void with one thing. And so it really, this path, however it translates for you, ideally is going to be something that balances the rest of your life out. So again, you're not putting all your eggs in the witch basket, if you, if you will. Um, it's a tool, it's a process, you know, we still have to do very human things every day, load the dishwasher, sweep the floor. Um, this is not meant to be an escape from 
life. It, it is very much about getting, getting into the human experience. Um, it's just another way to do that. So, um, yeah, I personally, um, I do have a Patreon, but I also occasionally will open myself up for questions on Instagram. Um, I'm always happy to share what I can if I have anything useful for people. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're looking for true community, um, you know, local people where you live, use social media to kind of just see what you can find in my experience. Um, when you start practicing these things, even if you don't say anything about it, you will come across some interesting people. They just kind of show up in your life. And sometimes those people are on the same wavelength and... Um, they can become great friends, and other times um, you can attract people who are kind of just going to try to latch on to what you're doing. Um, they're going to try to, in some cases, um, form very unhealthy attachments, and um, rather than developing their own power and their own path, they're just kind of, they might like sort of siphon your energy off. So, so again, you, you really have to be careful and that's, that's why I recommend doing your own thing for a while before you branch out into group work or even, um, just being more open about it. You really need to be grounded and centered in yourself just as a person, um, your life and your practice before you bring other people into that part of your life, because it is very personal and you are dealing with energy, so you need to have some really strong boundaries. Um, I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> you have to be smart um, and discerning about who you let into that aspect of your life. So, yeah, if you guys have any questions, um, for me specifically, you can find me on Patreon at practical underscore magic M-A-G-I-C-K. On Patreon, um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you already know my podcast. Um, and I do, from time to time, I'll take questions through Instagram stories. So um, I'm always happy to share resources, but ultimately it's up to you. Go, go seek, go search, find what fits for your life and, um, and go from there. So yeah, it is, we are almost in October it is the season to get spooky, um, even though for some of us, that's just every month. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you are new to these things, then best of luck to you. Um, I have had a lot of requests for more, I guess, like witchcraft-based content, um, so I will be providing that here and there as it seems appropriate. Um, I... I guess that's a good place to end things. Um, and, oh, I did receive a question about astrology, uh, beginning astrology material, which um, I do say in other episodes, but just in brief here, um, again, I have a Patreon where I do teach certain astrology things, but also you can find um, astrologer Chris Brennan is an excellent resource. Um and Austin Kopic is another great astrologer. I, I follow his work. 
Um, and Demetra George has a book called Astrology for Yourself. It is a workbook um, that teaches you how to start to read and understand your own natal chart. Um, yeah, those are some good starting points. Um, also, the beginner's book called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. Obviously, that title is not entirely true, um, but it's very thorough, it's relatively inexpensive, and it does cover a lot of the basics. Um, it's probably one of the most thorough uh, beginner books that I've found, so I do recommend it to people. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to create some more stuff for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Go have fun. Um, be smart. Be wise. But, you know, enjoy. <laughs> Bye.